Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello everyone. Today's episode is going to be about why you need to change your marketing mindset and why this is actually more important than any strategy or tactic. So right now we're a week out from starting with the um, mastermind I'm doing. And so what I'm doing for every single photographer who's in there is I had them fill out a questionnaire of the main two things I'm focusing on are current frustrations and then hopes. Like what would be your ideal scenario leaving the mastermind? Because I want to make sure that people get what they want out of it. But I also want to see what people are expecting. Um, And so there's a lot of themes within these answers, right? And what they hope, what everyone hopes is that they have a plan and they know what to say. And I think that that is very important. That's obviously a huge part of what I teach and what I think is important. But you won't reach the levels of profitability in your business or number of sessions or whatever it is if you don't switch up your mindset when it comes to marketing. So right now what I'm seeing, and this is not pertaining to my mastermind students in particular, this is just photography overall. It's that people are stuck in a very rigid and fear-based mindset when it comes to marketing. So I feel like it's okay for us all to collectively grieve a little bit about what marketing used to be and what it is now. So when I sometimes I scroll way back on my Instagram and I see the level of engagement there. And I wasn't even aware of really what I had in the palm of my hand. And that back in those days, posting booking openings one time would often lead to that particular session being snatched up. And there's cultural things that have shifted, which I don't think are talked about enough. One of them being that back in 2016 through 2020, really, posting on social media was fun for everyone. It was social. And showing pictures of your family was a big part of how people wanted to show up online. And then not only did the algorithm and views and the the ability for social media to feel fun drastically fall for business owners, it fell for consumers as well. Like if you look at your own friends, your own mom friends, if you're if you're if you're sort of in your own target audience, you'll probably notice that your friends are a lot quieter on social media. And so their motivation to have, and I'm not trying to make this sound negative in any way, but almost like content of their own family has fallen away a little bit because their own relationship with social media has changed. And yes, prints and wall photos and wall galleries and all of those things are very important, but I think it would be really untrue to say that families and moms, dads, parents using photos of their family to share socially was a huge part of why people did sessions or do sessions. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I do the same thing. 
So when we look, it's okay for us to take a moment to be like, holy bajoli, that was a good old time and things have shifted. And oftentimes, instead of like grieving that, properly burying it and moving on to something new, we stay rigid. And in that rigidity where we're doing the same things that we did, but not getting the same results, all that's happening is a massive buildup of fear. The fear is you're no longer good enough. You're not going to book. Nothing's working, right? And so instead, what we can do is open our mindset and be playful. And you can only do that once you have properly grieved what was. And I know that sounds so dramatic, especially if there's anyone out there who's actually like grieving something really hard. I mean, just putting it to bed a little bit. You can't keep living in that past. We have to move forward. And it doesn't often take anything more than deciding that you're okay with trying something else and deciding that you're okay viewing your marketing as playful instead of rigid. Like I see photographers who have everything on the books, correct, consistent portfolio, beautiful imagery, but for some reason they're not booking. And so often it's because the only booking system that they're using is one that worked three years ago and isn't going to work now. It just isn't going to work. For me, I can talk, I love, I'm proud, I'm so proud of the fact that I'm a working photographer who's also teaching because I have so many friends who are have done mentorships or are in things with photographers who literally long ago stopped needing to market and they're trying to teach marketing and they're teaching marketing on what worked for them way back in the day and it just, it no longer works. And so there's no other way to say it except that I am in the trenches with you here. It's like, yes, I'm established and I have been in business for a long time, but I also book a lot of sessions every year. That's just how my business is structured. I could go way higher price and take on fewer sessions, but that's not where my business is right now. And that's not where I'm going right now. Right now, the business model I'm in relies on me booking a lot of sessions. So I know how this feels is what I'm trying to say. Um, But the difference, I feel like the reason that I had a 43% revenue jump last year, when a lot of my friends who are consistent have been in business for a while did not see that is because they were not playful with their marketing. They were rigid. And that was literally the only difference. I was willing to try shite. I always want to be able to click that I don't swear on the, on my, you have to, you have to fill out this little thing when you submit a podcast and it's like, now, now are, is your podcast on the naughty list? And I always want to say no, but like, I have such a want sometimes to swear. So I don't know if that qualifies, but that's the word I'm going to use for that. It just is a willingness to be seen trying new things. That's it. That's the mindset. And if you, I've talked about this before, but like if you need to enter a whole new persona to do it, then enter it. Like if you're worried about what high school people think or that one girl you went to middle school who watches stories religiously or your family member 
or just people in your community, if you're worried about what they think about you, then just kind of become someone else when you're on there. That's part of the reason I love that my business name isn't my uh, real name because it kind of creates this natural separation for me. So like when I'm marketing, I can just be this other person who doesn't give two poopies about what people think about her. And that is so freeing in itself. So you could write marketing plans out the wazoo. You could sit down and open your journal to a crisp new page with your sharpened pencil and start writing out all these ideas. But if you don't change your mindset and let yourself be free enough to play and free enough to try and free enough to fail, you'll just keep sticking in rigid patterns that no longer work for you. And then you will think, this is the devastating part, you'll think, I'm not good enough. My work isn't pretty enough. I don't edit the right way. I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right locations. When it, it just, it's literally, this is that you don't have enough visibility. You don't have enough visibility. And conversely, if you do have enough visibility, you don't have elements within your brand that convert visibility into bookings. That's it. It's like one of those annoying simple but not easy situations because there can be photographers who are I posted my stories about how I've been playing around with my website because I just can't stop freaking tweaking things just trying to see my experimental mindset you can just benefit from because I'm going to be out here trying things endlessly I've now become so much this playful persona that I will literally try anything just because I'm addicted to the data. So anyway, playing around with SEO, long ago, I put a ton of effort into my SEO. I've always sort of been on page one for my town or the big town next to me, Seattle area, family photographer. I've always been, if not on page one, sort of lurking just around the corner, like a little creep. Like I'm like, I'm here too. I've always been there, but I I wanted to see if I could do something that would then result in an actual bump up on the rankings. And I know that it's that Google is like a a slow moving marketing tool, right? So I gave myself six months. I wanted to see if I could do it. Well, so I looked at it the other day and I'm at number two spot for Seattle family photography, which I'm like, sweet, that's like amazing. Well, it doesn't matter if I'm there If I'm at that spot and I have people coming in, if my website's confusing, if I have old ass work on there, if you can't really figure out what I'm booking, who I am or what I care about, like the thing, the one of the other main things that has changed beyond client motivation since four years ago is the attention span and the ability for a client to hang in with your dumb website. Like they are just not going to do it. They're going to be like, what is happening over here. It's confusing. I feel lost. I don't know what she's booking. I don't know how to get a hold of her. She wants me to submit a Harvard level level essay in order to talk to her. And then even on that, she says she'll get back to me in 48 to 72 hours. Yes, I want people to love my work. I want them to want to work with me, right? I want them to not think of me as just the next person that they find. But at the same time, there are more now than ever buyers who want to just keep going with their purchase. And it's just like anything. Like I like the other day, my daughter, I try to do this thing with my girls. They're in middle school. 
And I remember how important this was. So they'd, they'll come and be like, Hey, you know, I, I saw these pants that these girl, this girl has and they're like super cute. And I know how much it means to be like wanting to wear things that other people wear in your, when you're in middle school. And I'm not trying to, you know, have my children be clones of everyone, but again, they're 12 and 14. They're in the thick of it. I want to support them finding part of that is finding out who you are. So you're trying things out. So I, I, I said, okay, sweet. Well, let's see if we can find the pants. So I said, look at these three websites. See if you find anything similar. We found the pants. They had them in her size. I went, I had, the, had, they had the Shopify thing on there. So I literally clicked one button, clicked one more button. And then two hours later, they're like, your pants have shipped. Are pants the same as photography? No, but as a buyer, like that was so nice. And it's the same thing with photography. It doesn't lessen your experience to help a buyer just continue on their journey forward. And I've said a million times before that even if you don't want, even if you feel like you need to vet people who are coming into your brand, you can still get them on the calendar and do that. Like you can be like, after booking your session, I'll reach out to just double check and make sure that we're a good fit. And if we're not, I'll refer you out. Like you could easily have that wording, but what it does is it helps you capture those people who've arrived on your site or however they found you to actually become part of your brand in a way that you can hold on to their little hand instead of them coming onto your site and deciding, do I have time to fill out this form or, or was she clear on what she's booking? Was it apparent that these are the steps I need to take? If not, they're just going to float away like a little fart on the wind. And that's the end of it. So how can you capture that person and have them become a part of your ability to speak to them sphere? Because when they're just looking on your website and floating away, they're not part of that sphere. So that is the thing that webs that about websites that are so important is that no matter what thing you're working on, you have to be able to be testing. You have to be able to be playful. You have to be able to be open. You have to be able to be fluid. And if you're trying things, great. If you're failing, amazing. I would so much rather someone be trying things and failing than staying rigid because they're too afraid to change their marketing from the past five years. So if you want to hear a fail, because I know you guys like this. So part of my marketing strategy for my studio is these baby play dates. And I haven't done them all year because I've just been too busy. And I had a co-host because I don't have a baby. And so it's sort of awkward if like I'm just there and then there's a baby there and the mom and I'm just like, hi. So I've had a co-host who also has a baby under one. That makes it much easier. So I haven't been able to find that person, but I thought, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just do one on a whim, try it out. So I put it out there. And again, like none of this is easy. It is not easy to put your event out there. It is not easy to have no one RCP. It is not easy. There have been weeks where I've put baby playdates out and none babies have arrived. And that's just like, I have to decide at the end of that event 
do I try this again or do I quit? And so far, because I have booked, I know the number, the monetary number of sessions that have come from baby playdates, that it is well worth my time. That doesn't mean it's not painful when it fails. It's just that I have been choosing to keep going. Well, after this one, it was a doozy to keep going. So here's what happened. The mom came. I had four babies RSVP'd to come to the event. I don't know what happened to RSVPs after the pandemic, but they're meaningless. That is all I can say. Sometimes I've had babies RSVP, no baby show up. Other times I've had no one RSVP, eight babies show up. I don't even know how to do the RSVPs. So anyway, this mom came. She had never come before. She was there with her son. I said, oh, great. I have four babies RSVP'd. Well, no babies came. So it was just literally me and her and her son. It was like a it was like a one-on-one me and her son and her hangout date, which I'm sure was not all what she was hoping for, right? So I'm trying to make the best of it. I have my little toys. It's very it's very clean and cozy in there. Well, I had, uh, for a part of my holiday setup, I had these plastic ornaments. And the baby, who was 11 months old, crawled over to my basket and he kind of took the ornament out and she was like, oh, sorry. And I was like, oh, that's okay. It's it's just part of my holiday setup. And they're made out of plastic. Like I don't, not, they're pretty harmless, you know? So then we're talking and the baby's crawling around. And then um, we notice that the baby is bleeding because somehow the tiniest micro shard of plastic had chipped off of this ornament. It was the size of the plastic was literally half of the tip of a pencil and it had, and, and the baby had curled this tiny piece of plastic into his foot as he was crawling. He was crawling around with no socks on. And it just hit, you know, one of those little baby blood vessels and it was a gusher. So this poor mother, she hauls her baby to this thing to find babies, only to find no babies and just a woman who's in a room with some treats for her and some toys and her baby's just happy as a clam crawling around until he gets stabbed by a holiday ornament so we fixed him all up and we cleaned up all the blood and then she was like okay well I think I'm gonna go and I was like okay and so I just want you guys to know that part of this is just trying and that's it and like Anyone who tries to make it seem like marketing is flawless is not being a truthful Terry. They're just not. It's not. It's hard. And you could get to the point where you're so profitable that you could market it or you could you could outsource it and you wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. And I have been in points in my business where, especially when the economy was going really well, that I really didn't have to do any marketing at all. And that was like really fun. It was also really boring because I just had my clients and they were on the books and I was like, okay, well, I can't take anyone else on for the next seven months. So I guess I'll just talk about random stuff all the time. So I do actually like the act of marketing. So those are the mindset shifts that are really helpful. Go from rigid and fear-based to playful and open. And if you have to put on a whole new persona, if you have to get a little a little train conductor hat to put on and pretend you're someone else who's more confident and less afraid and open and fluid, then do that. That's totally fine. I'm not always open to everything. Like there's things that scare me that I don't like to do. But in this particular 
place, I have to be this experimental, playful person. So whatever I have to do to get into that mindset, I do it because I have enough at stake that if I don't do it, there's too many goals I won't hit. And it'll be too detrimental to my own self and what I want to accomplish in this life. So anyway, I thought you'd just appreciate my um, embarrassing story. And if that mom is listening, I I do apologize uh, for that minuscule, most random weapon that was somehow in my studio, despite me steam cleaning the floors. And, you know, you can't plan for everything. Sometimes that's just how it goes. So learn from me. I'm out here flopping on my face and trying again. And in order to reach where you want to be with this creative business, you will need to do the same. Okay, have a good week.